Hey everyone, it's Jeff from MCS Mag, and welcome to podcast episode number 249. And this week we're going to be picking up kind of where we left off last week, but dig a little bit deeper into a specific area. Now if you remember, last week I went over 10 items that are probably missing from your vehicle that would prove helpful if you were ever forced to evacuate your home due to a disaster or other crisis. And one of those crises that I caution people about is the threat of other people who act out during times of lost infrastructure or there's no rule of law anymore. It's been set aside because there's been strained resources. There's not enough police or military support to protect civilians in the area. These things really happen. And I'm talking about protection from those people who can turn violent during these extreme times, like looters or angry protesting mobs, or even once friendly townsfolk who are desperate due to no food or other resources and may potentially target you if you look like someone who has supplies that they could use. Now look, don't discount this. I have seen this with my own eyes. It happens. And any of these conditions could trigger your decision to get in your vehicle and leave the area in order to get your family to safety. When you do, your ability to defend yourself and those that you love when the roads could be littered with potentially violent citizens, it's a primary concern that you'll have. So this week, I want to share with you five weapons. Weapons are kind of in quote here, but I keep in my vehicle at all times that are safe, legal, mostly legal, and effective for dealing with mobs of citizens who could stop you in your tracks and try to commandeer your ride and what you have inside of it. All that and more is coming right up, but first, don't forget to grab this week's free show notes, including your handy-dandy one-page cheat sheet covering all the main points. All you have to do is go on over to www.mcsmagazine.com 249 and download it all absolutely free. And now, let's get on with the show. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Okay, welcome back everyone. It's Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine and executive director of the New World Patriot Alliance. And okay, we are talking again about bug out vehicles. All right. And, you know, first I really need to, I guess I need to lay the groundwork for what you might possibly have to um, guard against, defend against, should you be forced to leave your home in an evacuation. And when we talk about these things, I mean, they're actually, I mean, the threat of other people is is pretty vast because there's a whole bunch of different types of people that you might actually have to defend you and your family against. So um, the first one is roaming hordes of refugees, we call them, right? So um, have you ever seen War of the Worlds, like the, the the newer version with Tom Cruise, which I was actually like 2005. So not exactly newer, but um, but the it's newer than the whatever the fifth the one from the 50s or whatever, right? So there's a scene in there if you haven't seen it before, where they have a vehicle and they're driving along the road, and there's a whole bunch of people that are evacuating the area because the aliens have come in, they've landed, and they're taking over people, they're killing people. They're harvesting people. And so Tom Cruise and his his kids are the only ones that really have a vehicle during that time. And these people, like, they're desperate. They're walking many mile after mile after mile. They're panicked. They're afraid. They're they're low on resources. And so when they see this vehicle coming, they they want help. They like let give me a ride, give me a ride. Like everybody wants, they're gonna want for themselves. And it's not fair that you have a vehicle and they don't. Now, this can happen in any sort of a disaster because we know from these mass evacuations that people who are not prepared, they did not 
um, store any gas. Their gas tank wasn't filled up enough. The vehicle breaks down right there in the middle of the road. It jams up everybody else behind them. Everybody else runs out of gas too. It becomes a big old mess, right? So the people that are going to be out on the roads hoofing it, those are going to be potentially people that are going to stop you in your tracks if you are more prepared and your vehicle is is mobile. Well, then they might stop you right there. There's also kind of like the road warriors, right? So these might be um, anytime there's, there's a loss of infrastructure, uh, rule of law is 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 really kind of dilapidated because the police and the military are surrounding the, the most critical areas like City Hall and, and the other areas that they have to defend. Well, that leaves it kind of wide open for the picking for the wolves of our society, like gangs and or anybody who just wants to cruise around in their vehicle looking for opportunities to loot or attack people. Um, anytime that there's no accountability for actions, you'd be surprised how people, even just quote unquote good people, normally good people, when they see other people getting away with stealing stuff from stores, um, they, it literally changes people. It changes them and they become animals. And so anybody that's out on the road could potentially be a threat to you. All right. Now there are also, as we've seen during these disasters, anytime that there's a breakdown in infrastructure, there are legitimately looters that are out there in the streets. They are looking for these opportunities, not necessarily in vehicles themselves, but they are out there looting places. Okay. So it could be your home. It could be nearby places to you. Uh, but those people are going to be out and about, again, looking for targets of opportunity. You don't want that to be you. Now, the other thing we have here are checkpoints. Now, there are military and police checkpoints that you might have to go through, and I'm not really talking about those. However, if there is a breakdown in the rule of law, if there is a loss of infrastructure, you could find people banded together, whether that's gangs or other, just people who have, have decided that they are either going to um, stop people for resources. So for example, if you're traveling through our town, it's going to cost you and um, you might have to, like, they might just take your supplies, right? So you could reach a civilian type checkpoint, like a militia type checkpoint that you might have to go through. These things do happen. I can tell you right now that there are plans for those things happening. Um, if in fact we do have a loss of infrastructure, if there is a, if there is a nationwide wide scale crisis, there are already people who are planning on doing these things. This is how they plan on making sure that they have resources for their families. All right. So just know that these things are already, this isn't some like fantasy post-apocalyptic Hollywood movie type stuff. This is stuff that could really happen. Okay. All right. So those are the threats that you could face out there. So, I, I, I'm no, many of you are probably thinking right now, like, okay, well, if all those bad guys are, are out there, why in the hell would I ever even leave my home and subject my family to any of those people that could be out there in the open that could attack me in my vehicle? Well, normally you wouldn't, right? Like the safest place for you to be is normally inside of, of your home because you have the protection of your walls there. However, if those people, if, if we're talking about this type of situation where those people would even be present, then they could find you where your home is. Okay. At that point, if they find you and they want, they knock on your door and they, you say, you know, not by the hair of my chinny chin chin, he tell them all to go away and they decide not to. Well, now you're trapped in your home. 
But Jeff, that's why I have my AR-15, and that's why my whole family is stacked with ammunition and AR-15s, and we can shoot them all from our state. No, you're not going to, okay? Because as soon as you do, um, one, there's always the you know post-zombie period where there is rule of law, and if you're picking people off like they're tin cans from your from your front porch, that's not going to be good for you after the fact. However, do have to defend yourself, right? So what happens when you shoot somebody that's out there in a gang or any any sort of a mob or, or, or anybody that is outside of your home that is trying to get in? When you shoot them, congratulations, you've just pissed off a whole bunch of other people that have decided that, oh, this person has weapons, this person um, has has disrespected me by shooting my friend, and so they are going to take it out on you. And Trust me, you are just one Molotov cocktail away from being homeless and without your supplies, your weapons, and potentially even your family. Because that's all it takes is for somebody to throw a Molotov cocktail onto your roof, start your house on fire, come in through a back door. All they have to do is burn you out of your home. All right. So there are times where your home is not the best defensive location. You have to make that decision of when that time is, okay? But if things are heating up in your area, you should have already had a plan B already set up. That's when you get in your vehicle and you're going you're gonna to actually head out, okay? All right, so you get in your vehicle. Now, the next thing I want to cover is that I'm not going to be covering um, any firearms. So the items that I'm going to be covering, the weapons I'm going to be covering are not firearms. But let me state right now, I am not saying to not have a gun with you. Personally, I'm always going to assume that others that are outside are armed and I'm going to be also. Okay. But other than a concealed handgun that you may have on you like all the time, you're not typically going to store a firearm inside of your vehicle all the time, right? You just, that's not where you store your, your weapons. So these weapons I'll go over are ones that, that can stay right in your vehicle all the time, ready to go. They're at the ready. You can keep these in there right along with your bug out bag. Okay. Okay. All right. Let me go ahead and share with you my top five list using two different scenarios. So either you're on the road, you're moving and you're being chased or you're stopped in your tracks by a group of people. So you were on the road, but all of a sudden you've got a mob of people around you and you can't move, okay? All right, so let's talk about what these weapons are. First one we're gonna go over is um, in, is if you're being chased, okay? So this could be, again, if um, you're trying to take off and there is either um, cr cruising gangs that are out there in vehicles looking for targets of opportunity, it could be somebody that um, is taking off after you to just specifically to chase you and they're trying to run you down. It could be somebody that's just pissed off at you because, um, you know, you for whatever reason, like you, you hit their car, um, you didn't give them help when they asked for help and they take off after you. So it, it could be anything like a kind of a road rage incident. Right. So if you're being chased. Um, there are a few things, uh, three things here that would be helpful for you. OK, so one of them is a a spotlight. And by a spotlight, I mean like one of those handheld spotlights that you can typically plug into your, your cigarette lighter in your car. Um, it could be rechargeable. Um, the best ones are, are going to be LED, but the one that I've always had before was a million candle power handheld spotlight. It almost looks like it has a pistol grip on it, and then it's got this big old light there. And those are, um, those are I think they're halogen lights, but I mean, they get hot. So they're, they're, they're very bright. They're super, super bright used as, as spotlights. 
Um, newer models now that are LED have a lot more output, but I've not seen them that the strength as the same strength as like a million candle power. Somebody can prove me wrong. If you know of a really good spotlight, an LED spotlight that could be used in a vehicle, please go ahead and leave a comment in the uh, on the blog where this podcast episode is over at moderncombatsurvival.com. Um, I'd like to know where one is because I haven't found one yet. So I've got a one million candle power spotlight that I keep in the vehicle. Now, if somebody's chasing after you at night, especially, okay, um, shining that in their eye. So if they're chasing after you and you have somebody else in your vehicle that can just shine it through your back window, if they can't see, they're going to potentially run into something. So they're going to crash. And when that happens, they are, um, so if they can't, if they can't see, they can't drive. Okay. So you can go ahead and, um, shine the, the light in their eyes. Now it doesn't work as well, obviously during the day, but there are other things that you can do. So the second one I've actually, um, I've actually seen used before. And some of you may have heard me talk about this before, but, um, the second weapon quote unquote, are large bolts, large metal bolts. And I'm talking about like really, really big, hardcore ass steel bolts. So that are anywhere from about, you know, like three inches to maybe four inches long. The threaded ones, they're giant bolts. Okay. Now I didn't think about this myself, actually, my stepfather, I've told this story before, but we had a road rage incident, road rage incident when I was in about second or third grade. And we were on a bridge crossing over a river. And I don't know if my stepfather cut somebody off or something happened, but I just remember being terrified. We were all in the, in the vehicle and there was this guy chasing us and trying to run us off the road. And we were on a bridge over a, a very deep river. Okay. So this was something like this was, this truly was deadly. And my, my stepfather didn't stop the vehicle. He was trying to get away from this guy. We're going on this metal bridge. And he, he reached under his seat for the only thing, whatever he could grab. And we were, um, we did a lot of fishing back then and some deep sea fishing. And my stepfather grabbed this big old lead sinker, uh, deep, it was a deep sea fishing sinker. They're really, really big. They're really heavy. He grabbed that thing and the vehicle was right alongside of us. He was like, he was like trying to like run us over or, or whatever. And my stepfather just took that lead sinker and threw it right at his side window, the passenger side window. Now, I, if, if memory recalls me, if memory recalls correctly, um, it shattered that window. Like it, it all happened so fast, but I believe it shattered that window. All I remember is that the guy like screeched on his brakes, stopped his pursuit, and that was the end of it. And we got, we were able to get away. Um, so what I keep inside of my vehicle in this uh, tactical pouch right underneath my uh, right underneath my driver's seat is a whole bunch of these large steel bolts. Now, what I like about the bolts also is because they're angled, they have sharp edges to them. So it could shatter a window perhaps a little bit better. If for some reason, like if the person is behind me, I can, and I have a sunroof, I can take those bolts and I can just toss them out of my out of my sunroof and hopefully it's going to go back and it's going to hit the guy's windshield and stop them. Either way, it's certainly going to scare the hell out of them and potentially cause them to wreck. All right. But these large bolts are something that I definitely keep inside of my vehicle in the little tactical pouch. Okay. Now weapon number three is a paintball gun. So if somebody is chasing after you and you have the paintball gun, it is really not much for, you know, my son to just pop on out of the, uh, the sunroof there or, or out of a side window and go ahead and, and start 
pelting that windshield with paint. So the person is going to have to put on their, um, they're going to have to put on their uh, windshield wipers. Um, so, but there, you know, if you just keep pelting them, you've got this big old bucket of paintballs there, it's going to be very difficult for them to be able to see. So that could help you as well in being able to get a diversion, especially if you time it correctly with some defensive driving maneuvers where perhaps you, if you're, gonna, if you're on a highway, you can um, pelt them with the paintballs and then quickly go from the far left lane over into the far right lane and maybe take an exit at that right time. Okay, that's just a defensive maneuver that you can do if you're in a, a car chase there. Okay, so those are three weapons if you're being chased. Now, let's talk about if you're stopped by a mob. Okay, so let's say that you are trying to bypass people that are stopped on the highway and you um, they get in front of your vehicle and they're able to stop you. Now, the one thing, another defensive maneuver here is you don't just step on the gas and take off and try and run everybody out of the way. Because what's going to happen is you literally can just get caught up on people and that's not going to be a good thing for you at all. A better way to do it would be to keep moving slowly forward because nobody's going to stick themselves under a slow moving vehicle. So you can try and do that. However, if you do have a mob around you, they are going to try and smash through your windows. All right. So you need something that's going to be able to get them away from your vehicle so that you can continue to escape out of the area. Now, one thing that you can use if you see that there is a group of people that you're coming up to that you um, that you're going to be stopped. Once again, the paintball gun comes in handy. So paintballs do hurt. So if you start pelting, if you got somebody that pops out of your side window or out of the sunroof and starts shooting these people with paintballs, that could get them out of the way enough for you to get through there. But another thing that we use is we do have a bucket of tear gas paintballs, which you can purchase. And they are, they are the same paintballs that go into a regular paintball gun, but they're used for crowd dispersion. They're used by police departments and they're filled with pepper, uh, like the same stuff that you find in like pepper uh, spray canisters. And so with this, you can go ahead and go ahead and unload a whole bunch of tear gas in the location to be able to get you out of there. Okay. So paintball again. So I, I'm, I'm not adding this on as a new one. So the paintball gun, it's just a matter of what ammo you're loading inside of it. All right. They also make ones uh, like glass paintballs that you can use as well. So those are obviously going to be, boy, those, those could really crack a skull, right? So you got to be careful with those, but I prefer the pepper spray ones because it really incapacitates people. Okay. All right. So, um, so that was still on number three. So number four, if you're stopped by a mob is going to be a taser baton flashlight, either a large, a long one or a short taser flashlight. Now I have both of these in my vehicle actually, but I'm going to go ahead and, and include both of these as one thing here. All right. But essentially it is a taser. Now you have to check your local laws for this one because you've just got to, you know, want to be legal, right? So, um, but if you've uh, got a, a stun baton um, is one that I have. And this one I like really, I like a lot because it's a long flashlight. It's an all long LED flashlight. It has a taser on the end of it. It also has a bezeled edge that you can strike with. And because it's long, I can use two hands. So if somebody does manage to break my window open, I quickly grab this baton. I can grab it with two hands. I can turn the taser on. And as people are trying to reach in, I can literally tase them with both hands, jamming them with the, uh, with the baton. 
Now there is a smaller flashlight that does this as well. Obviously it's not going to be as powerful as a striking baton as the baton is. That's a good like three feet long. That's not that long, but um, the flashlight does have a taser on the end of it as well. And so I'd like, I like that it's doing dual purpose here with an LED flashlight, a bezeled attack edge and the taser. Okay. So again, I can quickly grab that small one and I can go ahead and just zook people trying to get inside of my vehicle there, right? Having both of them there, I've got one for passenger side. I have one for driver's side. Okay. So I love these things. Um, there will be a link in the, uh, in the, on the blog where this podcast is, I'll give a resource link where you can go ahead and get both of those actually. Cause I think there's, if they're still having a sale, I think you can get both of them, um, at like a, a super discounted price. So I'll leave a link on the, uh, on the, uh, the show, well, where, where the blog post is. Okay. Okay. And the final one I have to tell you about here is a fire extinguisher. Now I recommend people have a fire extinguisher inside of their car anyway, because there are times if you come across like a, a vehicle accident, well, I mean, most people don't have a fire extinguisher in the car. So if there is a car fire, whether it's your vehicle or it is somebody else's vehicle, uh, having a fire extinguisher, it could save somebody's life. So I definitely recommend that you have one, something that will put out grease fires, one, something that's made for vehicles. All right. But the one I want you to get should be small enough that it can fit inside of your vehicle, preferably underneath your, uh, underneath your seat, but also have a hose on it. So there are ones that where the handle is that, you know, if you're thinking of like the typical, like red, uh, fire extinguisher, right. Um, you've got that, and you just have like the, you pull the pin at the top and you just press down on the handle and there's just this little nozzle right there at the top. That's not the one that you want. You want the one that has like the nozzle out of the nozzle comes a, a rubber hose, um, that comes out to a spout that, that is where at the end of that hose, where the, the fire extinguisher material comes out. Okay. So why, why that is, is because if you can just crack your window a little bit, if you got people around your, around your vehicle, you can crack the window perhaps a little bit, and then you can get that hose out of there and spray, use the fire extinguisher to spray around uh, outside of your door and then perhaps even angle it out toward the front. You can't really do that if it's a fire extinguisher, just with a, um, just with a nozzle on the top. All right. So get one with a hose that you can direct the spray where you need it to go using that hose. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's five weapons. I mean, I've got a few more, but really what I want to hear are, is from you. What are some other legal weapons that you can carry inside of your vehicle that would be helpful in this type of a scenario where you have to defend yourself from inside of your vehicle, either being chased by somebody or if it is a situation where you are stopped by a mob. Okay. I want to hear from you. Go ahead and leave your comments on the blog over at modern combat and survival where this blog post episode or where this podcast episode is located. I can't wait to hear your ideas. And until our next modern combat and survival broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying, prepare, train and survive. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. 
This has been Modern Combat and Survival.